welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. Today, I have a guest that you're going to love. April McMurty is going to be talking about how to use the moon to plan. April is a dynamic lunar facilitator and course creator who supports people on their path of growth and transformation through the simple yet profound practice of self-study and relationship with cycles. So good. She is also the host of the Between the Moon podcast and the founder of The Moon is My Calendar, which I'm going to ask her all about. And she has a special offer for you. So make sure you listen till the end. Oh, thank you so much, April, for being on the podcast and welcome. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Whitney. You know, I get so many questions from my students and they say, how do I best utilize the energy of the full moon? How do I best utilize the energy of the new moon? What does it mean? So I, I think this is such a profound and helpful topic. And I was just thinking about this. I'm getting chills. I was just thinking about this the other day about how I need to lean more into my own energy cycles. Mm. So I know that the moon is so powerful for you. Can you tell us a little bit about how you started to understand that planning could go with the moon and what it looks like for you. Yeah, beautiful. It's really a part of it is welcoming in that the lunar energy, which in actually some ways is about planning for rest. Because the podcast is spiritually and ambitious, I'm even currently sort of, what does that mean to own being ambitious? I think it's a word I've kept at an arm's length, but I am such a doer and I'm such a lover of creating things. So the moon was actually how to not do. Because in, in order to create and with every cycle, even with our seasons, there's a time that's needed for that, for the rest, for the not doing and for all of the things really that society does not value. And I think the moon is a part of that. Really, I mean, the moon was removed from the calendar that we currently have, right? The Gregorian calendar. It doesn't reference the moon other than some might have it sort of scattered throughout each month, but it's not anchored in what is the cycle. So I love that question about what is the energy of the cycle? And, and I say to work with that energy. I think that's this shift for people who work with plants or work with crystals or Shifting from how do I use this crystal? How do I use this plant? Or how do I use the energy of the full moon or the new moon? And so that might be just this first teaching around how do I work with that? Right? What's available there? And that opens us into being in relationship when we're working mm. with something. I love that. So moon is rest. And would you say the sun is action and doing? Like, are they kind of opposites, but also partners? Yeah, I love that. Right? All opposites are actually <laughs> two parts of the, <laughs> the whole, the sun and the moon. 
I was just doing some research and reading yesterday about the history of calendars. It's something I'm fascinated with, right? And my business is called The Moon is My Calendar. It's pretty specific. There are, I mean, according to this, there are at least 40 different calendars that are, I mean, there's probably more, but that are sort of parallel or even alongside the Gregorian calendar, which has its roots in the Roman calendar, which it was all just a mess. Like humans were trying to figure out how do we calculate time because the moon is kind of unruly as well. There's like not conforming into a structure that's nice and tidy into boxes. The sun is a little more consistent in that way, but still we have this cycle of 365 days plus a quarter of a day, but it's not exactly a quarter. So there's even more reconciling that has to happen. So in some of the research, it was saying the sun and the moon are incompatible. Like you can have a solar calendar or you can have a lunar calendar, but many calendars, for example, like the Jewish calendar or the the Chinese calendar are solely lunar. So they go by the lunar cycles, but then also account for the seasonal solar Mm -hmm. cycle. It's enough to make your minds, right? Do some somersaults to think about. Yeah. But I do. I was thinking, thinking, gosh, I I had no idea. So, and now I'm putting together, if the sun means action and so many calendars are based on action and what you said in the very beginning, where we're not really honoring rest. And if that's the moon, it just shows you. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what's valued, right, in a solar society, which the United States and much of the West is in this mentality of constant production, that there's no longer of like being in season. It's just always available, whether that's fruits and vegetables or whether we put that pressure on ourself of like, I'm always available, which energetically is more parallel to the full moon. Like the full moon's available, like, hello, I'm here, I'm full, I'm rising when the sun goes down, I'm available all night long, like I'll light up your night. That's a more solar, like on kind of energy. Whereas the new moon is a, like, where is the moon? Like, why can't you see the new moon? And that's being unavailable, which again, when we're planning and thinking about how do I work with the lunar cycle? How am I planning for the times where I'm not available right now? Mm -hmm. It's so important because I think anyone listening can, has the experience of like, when we make ourselves always available, what does that lead to? Yeah, absolutely. I had this revelation. I went to Jamaica for a couple of weeks and I said, we are unplugging. We're not going to be around our phones. We're going to be disconnected from all the things. And I had so much insight that came Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. in a place of, I don't want to be always on. I really want to dive into what's important to me. And the name of the podcast, Spiritual and Ambitious, the ambitious part, sometimes we think of all that action, but also we can rest too. Mm -hmm. And so many ambitious people forget that we can rest and rest is in fact, a wonderful thing 
to increase our own abundance and our energy. And when I came back to really set my energy into the new year, what came up more was personal development, play, Mm -hmm. fun. And there is so much I found in the unplugging and the inaction that I thought, I remember this. I want more of this. Mm -hmm. I need this. So there's no coincidences. So glad that we're talking (laughs) right now. And thank you for that insight about full moon versus new moon. That makes a lot of sense. And it's actually something I've never really put together. So I think so many people are going to have some ahas. And I wanted to ask you, how did you get into this work? Was it a personal push or how did that come about for you? Yeah, I think there's there's sort of multiple, there's like the tributaries that all were leading together. Some of it was early motherhood. I think having, after having children and realizing, oh, my, what I can expect of myself out in the world is different. And how do I, how do I make that adjustment? I was meeting on the new moon with a dear friend of mine, Aunt Sita Davis, and she and I just had, it wasn't even like an official moon circle. It was like, let's touch base. And so that's something beautiful, you know, for someone who's just starting out working with the moon to identify when the new moon is. And we didn't do it when it was convenient, like, oh, let's meet Friday or Saturday. It was like, okay, sometimes the new moon is on Tuesday. And so we honored that for many years. And it's getting on the moon's time of like, rather than adapting it to what's convenient. Mm -hmm. So just to touch base, just to like, where have I been? Where am I going? This is often why it's recommended And I say recommended because I don't like following formulas or even some of the moon teachings that are out there feel very dogmatic to me when I see them. And it can help to follow a formula if you don't know where to start. But the new moon isn't the only time to set intentions, right? We set an intention before this podcast. Yes. (laughs) Right? So it's not this like limited, it only has to happen then. However, it's such a wonderful time energetically to really just pause and take that time outside of the ordinary to course correct, to vision. Part of this work also came from realizing that pressure that comes with the new year, like the so-called new year. Again, this one calendar that (laughs) was a part of, I mean, the Gregorian calendar was a part of also these conquest like of the empire of like standardizing and erasing other ways of knowing so mm. we have that awareness of not just taking for granted that's the only way to tell time or track time january wasn't even a month like the year used to start in March on mm-hmm. the Roman calendar. And it was just a mess. So they were like, we need another month in here. Okay, let's put this one in the middle of winter. Anyway, I say that because there can be a lot of hype or pressure around the new year to like, oh, I'm going to vision. I'm going to like, you know, that may work for some people's own internal, what I refer to as like the harvest cycle, if that's your time of year to do that. And if not, like trusting, oh, my time is another time. I don't have to get caught up in this kind of 
new year moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. One of the things that I, I talk about is we can set our new intentions at the new year, but you can set your new intentions at any time. And to be honest, for 2023, I didn't really feel like the new year felt new to me. It just felt like, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like honoring those who want to make a statement, but also at the same time, knowing that it doesn't have to be the the end all and this is what it is. And you can start a new cycle at any moment, at any time. What I really think a lot of people are going to take from what you said too is, ooh, get on the moon's time. Mm. And we do plan things out of convenience. I just made a a date with my friend because, you know, we're busy and it's, oh, it's the weekend. But what I remembered is I used to meet with friends on a full moon or on a new moon. And we Mm. just kind of got out of that routine. So that was really key. And I think a lot of us out there too plan our weeks based on weekends and work days. So this is an invitation for everyone to make your own calendar. It doesn't actually have to look like that. So I wanted to ask you, what are three ways that you can use your lunar cycle to improve your business and life? Yeah. Since we're talking about this planning. Definitely. Really, the first way is to look at what if something were to be more rhythmic in your life, like what would that be? Is it having more rhythm around mealtime and, you know, food nourishment related? And then creating a rhythm that goes with the lunar cycle. So maybe it's a rhythm of producing a podcast and looking at what are the activities that I want to do around the new moon. And maybe it's just kind of dreaming into ideas or just that the new moon's also a great time for stillness and listening and for insight to come in. If we stay busy, it doesn't allow for that space for maybe something is like waiting for us just to be quiet. So creating a rhythm, then basing a schedule around that. Okay. So if the new moon is a time, I'm just going to be listening, maybe jotting down ideas, but I don't have to act on them. Building up, right? So the energy of the cycle It's very much like the breath of that exhale of the new moon. And then when we begin the inhale, okay, well, what are some of, I'm reaching out, I'm opening up, maybe I'm writing and sending out a bunch of emails to potential guests around that time of the first quarter. And then, you know, looking at what are the different tasks or things that are a part of whatever the project is, and then seeing with my podcast, I launched it last year. I actually, my launch was because I am more in this lunar mode, which is more like possibly quiet or just more intimate. I didn't feel called to make this like huge, big, and now like build up and all this like energy. I sent one email that was like quietly launching. I got more responses to like writing quietly launching. I think some people can appreciate like my nervous system is already on like heightened vibration. Need something. But I would then work with the full moon and I was releasing the podcasts on the full moon, right? Because that's more of this energy of visibility, Mm. of being seen, of possibly just a more heightened. Yeah, I think visibility is probably the best word. And it's also a chance to celebrate 
here's this culmination of something, this episode, however much time that it took to kind of, to bring everything together, here's this offering for the full moon. And then after that, having a chance to reflect, regroup, the waning time is like the exhale. So what are some of the activities that are more like the exhale? It could be, you know, in that cycle with podcast, it could be editing other shows to then be ready for the next cycle. So, okay. Cause you said three things. How many things I cover? That's really, that's, <laughs> that's, that's about being rhythmic, right? So it's about being, okay, what do I need to be more rhythmic and how can I think about how that might align with different energies of this opening up, this inhaling, and then the exhaling and trying not to fill up more, take on more in that mm. waning time. Again, I say this not as being like strict, like you can or can't start things at, you know, whatever the waning time, but for people who want to kind of experiment with it and to see, does this rhythm work for me? Anything that's rhythmic mm -hmm. is just going to have more ease. Yeah. The, the moon helps provide that. It's almost this anchoring of a rhythm that most of us are just out of whack with mm -hmm. that aligning with lunar time, getting on lunar time can bring us back into this more rhythmic way of being. Mm. I like that. So if someone were to launch a program, an offer, whatever it is, would you recommend that that be launched on a full moon rather than a new moon or close to the full moon from what you said? Doesn't matter if it's a podcast or anything, you just whatever you're putting out there. I actually think it's partly what is the intention behind mm. what you're doing. I probably launched the podcast, the quietly launching. I usually send my newsletters out around the new moon. So that was probably the time where it was just like, here's this whisper. Okay, here's something. Oh, so nice. But that's my way of doing things. And so someone mm -hmm. listening, right? I would say experiment. You know, if there's a program you have, try one launch on the new moon, try one on the full moon. There's so many factors at play. So some of it is like, what is the energy we're generating within ourself and our life mm -hmm. that goes into it? And, you know, for people who follow astrology, there's even just the lunar astrology of what sign is the moon in? Mm -hmm. And do you have a particular affinity to that sign or is your program? There's somebody who um, I'm going to be a guest teacher in her community. That's, I think it's called nest. and there's certain words when I hear them, I'm like, oh, that's a very Cancerian cancer. That's exactly what I thought. Right? It's just it's like <laughs> yeah. they're right there together. And and so maybe she would do things that are more related to when the moon is in cancer, which mm. what's beautiful is every lunar cycle, the moon goes through all 12 signs. Mm -hmm. So there's always yeah. an opportunity to touch base with the moon in each sign, it just might not be on one of like the big main four phases. Mm. But yeah, I see. Well, I want to ask you more questions about that. We're going to take a quick break, but I want to get into a little bit more of astrology with how you might utilize that and what you just said. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 
as a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition, but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. Thanks for tuning in. I'm here with April McMurtry, and she is helping us plan and get in tune with the moon. So April, you just mentioned that the moon goes through different signs and it might be better to, let's say, launch something that has to do with the cancer energy around the cancer moon and things like that. So could you tell us a little bit more about how the cycle could impact our elemental energy, how it can impact our astrology? Mm -hmm. I want to hear about that. And I know everyone else will too. Yeah, what's a good starting place? I'll actually say when I first created the new moon calendar and journal, when I first created the tool, which came from this personal practice of connecting on the new moons, I actually felt like some aversion to astrology. So it was really about the cycle, the energy, the seasons, the phases, this curiosity of what are all of the phases, not just the new moon and the full moon, but everything, the whole, whole cycle. So astrology wasn't a part of it. To be honest, I think it was because my sun sign is Capricorn, which is associated with ambition and associated with success and associated with like climbing the ladder, climbing the mountain, like associated with capitalism even. And in beautiful ways, like the structures where we can express our purpose. Like in building those structures and creating those structures for whatever the legacy is. So there's some beautiful parts to it, but in pop astrology, what I had always read even as a kid was just like sounded like Scrooge and cold-hearted and like not generous and so I just shut it out. And because I think it can seem sort of deterministic or something. How I relate now is more on this elemental the earth signs, the fire signs, this elemental way of that is something I can see expressed in nature, inside of us, all around us. So one thing might be to look and see what your moon sign is, because that's a whole other dimension of our astrological makeup is, yes, we have the sun, but where was the moon in, in relationship? Both looking at the phase which can give us insight and what sign and the element of that sign. Mm. So I have that, that earth sun in the Capricorn and my moon is also an earth moon in Virgo, which is very detail oriented. Mine too. <laughs> and towards perfectionism, the internal, you know, all sort of the lunar side of ourself is, Usually only people who are close to us see that side of us. So it makes perfect sense now for creating a moon calendar. You have to be pretty detail-oriented and precise <laughs> and like, you know, even kind of finicky about 
I will get on a soapbox about when people talk about the lunar cycle being 28 days. Most of the time, I don't care about things having to be precise. I'm very like, I can flow with approximate or just the feeling of something. But when it comes to the lunar cycle, I'm like, that's not true. There's not 28 days in a lunar cycle ever. And to make a calendar then to mark those days, it's this practice of seeing some cycles are 29 days and some cycles are 30. And it's never the same. There's such variability. And so creating the structure around that to allow for this flowing, you know, sometimes this, sometimes that. Again, when people say there's 13 moon cycles in a year, there's not. (laughs) There's not. And there was a meme recently that said something about 28 days and 13 cycles. And I was like, that would be lovely. It would be so much easier. And then probably we'd still be all working with a lunar calendar because that would work. Most of the time there's 12 cycles. Mm. And then every three years there's 13. So it's this both and. So that's my little soapbox about that because I think it can be confusing for people are like, oh, there's 28 days. And then if you actually count, you won't get all the way to the next mm. new moon. So that's why I think for creating this tool in the calendar to track that and to be in relationship with that, it just, Mm. again, can bring some more of that rhythm. So it sounds like when you have a birth, you find the sign that your moon's in for your your birth chart. Mm -hmm. It gives you insight on some of your, your gifts and what might be very important to you. So my next question is when the moon naturally goes through the different signs and let's say, so I'm a Virgo moon as well. Mm -hmm. And let's say that the moon currently is in Sagittarius. I'm just making up a sign. The moon is in Virgo right now. So we are having, you and I are having, right? (laughs) Yeah. So we're having what's called like, it's the lunar return. So our solar Mm -hmm. return is our birthday. The sun comes back around. And we mark that as this trip. We've gone around the sun. Our lunar return then is whenever the moon is going through either the sign for us, Virgo, which is right now, or it can come back around to the phase. Mm. So what would you recommend I plan in the lunar return or anyone plan in their own lunar return? Yeah, it's so personal. So it might just be tracking for a couple cycles. I like to use my highlighter in the calendar. And so like I'll highlight these, the moon is in each sign for two and a half days. Mm-hmm. So I'd highlight, you can get super precise and specific with the exact degree, you know, at that exact moment, like ring the gong, <laughs> ring the bell, something at that very moment, or just generally here's these two and a half days that the moon is in my sign. Mm-hmm. And what does Virgo like to do? And the moon helps us get our needs met. It is that nourishment. It is that feeling. There's a reason why the moon is the guardian. Like that cancer and the moon go together because it's like, how are we nourished and feel at home and Mm. safe? And so what feels nourishing to Virgo, you know, for me was like researching all these detailed things that I just, my mind, it's a sign that's related to mercury so it's like very the mind can get overactive so it could Mm -hmm. also be something that calms the mind or that's 
wants to be stimulated. So it could be a time for researching or getting something that needs to be precise. In general, as we started this conversation about how to plan with the moon, planning for rest, it may be, this is your moon birthday. It's your lunar return. Mm -hmm. So how do you celebrate a solar birthday? It's often, not for everyone, so we're all different, right? Solar birthdays are often like me. I'm at the center. The sun is at the center of our solar system. And so it's like at the center with a cake, everyone's around singing. You know, this is very stereotypical, but just that picture of a kid being the center of attention. A lot of us, myself included, are like, ooh, I don't know. (laughs) Do I want to be in the spotlight like that? So our lunar birthday can be more of the nobody else has to know, but I'm going to make this bath and just take this like Mm. however much time to myself. Something that helps to replenish, you know? And so maybe the word self-care is overused, but it is more along those lines of like a lunar birthday and that can mm-hmm. be your own special, you know, relationship to that side of yourself that you're cultivating of like, I have to make myself rest. It's not my natural. I'm speaking for myself. It's not my natural. And I think a lot of us. So, okay, I'm going to practice resting. Even if we have to show up for different roles and responsibilities in our life or there's things that we're needing to be on for, how do mm-hmm. I show up in a way knowing this other lunar way of knowing I'm doing this a way where I'm still, I'm being fed by this. I'm being replenished. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back to that example of, let's say the moon that's currently in a sign isn't the same sign. So let's say mm-hmm. it was in Sagittarius, but my, you know, whenever that would occur, but my, my birth moon is in Virgo. How do you honor the sign that it, it mm. flows through? Do you just kind of look at the qualities of that sign or how would you kind of just a quick surface level? How, how would I look at that? If I, yeah. if I know what to do on the lunar return, what about the other signs? Yeah, I know. And that's like the, the going beyond the one one. like the starting place is like, start with your own moon birthday. Cause it's personalized. Gotcha. So we can say like, oh, this, okay, this one's about me and I'll track this. There's 12 signs. So it's moves from the energy elementally of fire, Mm. the order that it goes in, right? Yes. Fire, then earth, then air, then water. So just starting on an elemental level of when there might be more fire energy, Mm, there's three signs, right? Four elements, three signs. Thankfully, simple math is 12. So four signs, three of each. There is, so for fire, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know any of this when I started. It was like too much information. It's like when a kid is learning the order of January, February, March. They don't know what order the months go in. So Mm -hmm. it's totally okay if you don't know what order the signs go in because it's another language and system and structure. Mm -hmm. Fire. What are some fire activities? Yeah. There's more action. There's more possible exploration. There's more of that energy of initiation. So without having to get super specific about, well, what if it's Aries? That can come with time. And it's very satisfying for the Virgo moon to refine things over time even if there's a desire to like know it all 
all at once. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, let me go through some levels and layers of this and just polish. I'll often know when the moon moves into a certain, especially with Virgo, I'll just, all of a sudden, I want to tidy up. I want to like recycle things. <laughs> I want to color code things. And I'm like noticing those tendencies. So this is the practice of self-study in mm-hmm. relationship with cycles. And this is what the tool for the new moon calendar and journal was really designed yeah. for. So we each have our own practice. We have a place to kind of experiment with some of these things. The signs are listed in there. Yeah. I actually recorded like a mini course that goes through when the moon is in each one of the signs. So it's a way for someone who wanted to listen to an audio, you know, there's 12 audios, but to listen when the moon is in each sign for some inspiration, some ideas, the moon is said to set the mood or the tone. I like that. Yeah. Uh, can we get that link and we'll put it in the show notes for that? Yes. And that's that the, would be amazing. The Lunar Zodiac series. So mm-hmm. yeah, I set that up last year and it was again so satisfying to have a way to support this self-study. Yeah. I think that's so helpful for for those that want to really dive in. But I love what you said about the elements because that right there clears it up. Oh, yeah. the moon is in fire. What are some fire activities? The moon is in air. How do you, you know, what are activities for air? And if you're in earth and so forth, that's really, really simplifying it for someone without feeling like, because you know, when, like you said, if, if it's too detailed, oftentimes we're like, I'm not going to do it. You know, I, I'm not, I can't even mm. nope. But if it is more of a, oh, I get it. And I can get detailed if I want to, that's so helpful. But I do have a question for you because we're talking about some of these planets and astrology signs. Could you tell me a little bit more about knowing your Venus? So maybe Mm -hmm. three tips on how to know your Venus or something of that sort since we're on that topic. And then I want to get more into your calendar too. Yeah, wonderful. So the lunar cycle for me was this gateway into the Venus cycle. So all planets have cycles. Saturn has Saturn cycles. They're different lengths of time and have different themes that go with them. So the themes for the moon we've mentioned, but they are those more, what are my emotional needs? Where is my, my home? How am I resting and taking care of myself and having the kind of more of that, that quiet, receptive space. So then the planet Venus also goes through phases. And right, so the Earth, the moon is orbiting the Earth. Venus is orbiting the sun, but from our perspective, Venus has a crescent phase. Venus has like a full moon phase or a new moon phase. And so I was fascinated. And so I'm like, My mind, again, how does this work? What is the inner workings for Venus? So we each have our own Venus sign. Venus stays close to the sun. So, which is why we only see Venus either as a morning star or evening star, because her orbit, just the way that it works, is just close to the sun, which means your Venus sign is either the same sign as your sun, that's common, mine is, or one or two ahead or behind, Mm. depending on how far Venus was away. 
from the sun at the time of your birth. So the Venus cycle is a longer cycle, but it has a waxing phase and a waning phase. Mm. And each of those, yeah, I didn't know any of this is my, you know, I first taught this course, Know Your Venus in 2020, when Venus was retrograde, I want to say in Gemini, a number of people had been asking me about Venus. And I said, well, I don't know, but I want to research and find out. And do you want to like, I'll create a course as we go. And it was amazing. And so I teach it every time, either Venus, when Venus goes behind the sun and disappears, which we just had this fall, or when Venus goes in front of the sun and does a little retrograde dance and disappears for not as long. And that's happening this next summer. And so I teach the course when that's happening. Mm. And it creates sacred geometry. So that five-petaled rose, there's a podcast, Mm. actually. I can give you the show notes. I recorded just a solo episode talking through, like, what is this five-petaled rose or five-pointed star that's created over eight years? And the themes then can come up around what do I love? Mm -hmm. What am I attracted to and what's attracted to me? Mm. That's, you know, I think with Venus, there can be this development of our self-worth, that feeling of like, wow, I really value and cherish myself. And what happens in the world when we walk around feeling like, wow, I really, I just cherish myself. There is a kind of a magnetism. Yeah. So it's a different energy than the moon, but the moon cycle can help us understand this other clockwork, all the planets that give us this different kind of clockwork. And it's the beauty, right? Mm -hmm. It's creating beauty, it's expressing beauty, it's finding beauty, even outside of whatever standards of beauty there may be. So Venus is currently an evening star, but it's been so stormy in California I actually haven't seen Venus for a whole month. And so there's this feeling of this longing sometimes when I don't see planets. I'm like, I know you're there. I just can't see you right now. Oh, wow. That makes a lot of sense with when you're really connected to your Venus, you're more abundant, right? You're this magnet. You attract more abundance in your life. One of my astrology readings I had years ago was a shamanic astrology reading and for years, I never felt connected to the traditional astrology. I just didn't feel connected to all the things, you know, but the planets and whenever they would tell me things. And with the shamanic astrology, she only focused on Venus and mm-hmm. my moon. And I totally got it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is what I understand. So I know that I've kept you here for a while and we've got a few minutes. So I want to make sure that we talk about your calendar because you've got a special offer. So all listeners, listen up. If you use code Whitney20, and we're going to put the link in the show notes, you can get 20% off of April's calendar. Can you tell us a little bit more about that calendar? I know we've talked about it, but you showed me what it looked like really interesting. I love it. Yeah. So if you're watching the the video on YouTube, then you can see me holding it up. So this is the new moon calendar and journal, and it has six pages for each lunar cycle and it's very spacious. So there's a space to create a moon mandala. And I actually Mm -hmm. just created mine this morning for this cycle. 
It used to be called the new moon mandala, but again, you don't have to make it on the new moon. It's like setting yeah. aside time for visioning. Mine are very... Um, oh, that's beautiful. It's like, what is the energy that I'm cultivating? What mm-hmm. do I need to... And then I put this on my altar. So I'm focusing on this for the lunar cycle. I am personally working on... I'm so anemic. <laughs> to be magnetic, right? Mm-hmm. Magnetism, like iron is magnetic. And oh, I'm making yeah. all these connections where it's like, I have to build my blood. I have to build my blood. And it just fell off. So that's a personal practice. And I'll relate it back to the calendar. It's one of those personal practices is like when things are going well, sometimes then we fall off or forget to do the things that help it go well in the first place. Three months later, we're like, why do I feel so like terrible? (laughs) So this calendar, because I'm in this myself, I'm not doing anything perfectly. It's a practice that's for the rest of my life. And it's beautiful because the moon is so forgiving and so like come back to the circle. Again, with yeah. new moon, with sorry, what is it, new year resolutions? Often there's like, well, it didn't work, and then I'm failure. With the lunar cycle, so that's the first page is the moon mandala. There's a page to write seeds of intention. Mm-hmm. Again, it's open. There isn't a prompt or there isn't this is what you should do, or you know, some people want more structure, so you can. I often will teach new moon or full moon workshops for ideas and prompts, but it gives you the freedom to do it your way. I'll write my intentions here. I'll choose a couple of things to track. I have this, I just wrote FE for ferritin for iron. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I like to color code. So choosing something to track and there's symbols in here for ideas for tracking emotions, tracking lifestyle and habits, or tracking like body sensations. Mm-hmm. I think bunch. symbols are so powerful. You know, all my students that learn with me through four intuitive languages, especially with a clairvoyance, like mm. spirit provides a symbol. And I love the mandala. I love the symbols that you have. And for everyone watching the video on YouTube, can you show them the page of the circle with all of the you have, it looks like a pie. It's a pie. Yeah. So this <laughs> yeah. is, this is, I just want to show for the color coding, like I oh, chose yeah. green for iron, it could be green or red. So I'm just color coding in. I've taken my supplements. I'm drinking the vitamin oral green. I'm doing all nice. the things to encourage ourselves, especially when it's mm-hmm. so seemingly like mundane daily. Oh, I don't want to take my vitamins to make it beautiful and to give it a place in a home of this is a bigger energetic project that I'm working on to build that. Oh my gosh. Right? I love that. So I have a program aligned and it's for students who've worked with me in either for intuitive languages or intuition abundance Academy. And they come in and they're wanting to develop more and raise their vibration. And one of the things I talk about is that when things are going well, that's when we push away the spirituality or that's where we push away the routines because it's going well. And a lot of times people will say, Whitney, I just can't talk to my spirit guides. I just can't make that five minutes a day, you know, to Mm. do it. And I'll go through with, hey, you don't have to choose the time, just do it. You know, that's the most important thing. 
And what I love about this is you're making it fun. You're saying, you know, when you, so I would say, talk to your spirit guides mm-hmm. if you get a full calendar, mm-hmm. you can color it in and then it creates yes. this beautiful mandala yes. when you're done. You're building exactly. that energy for it. Oh, that's so neat. And that's too, this started because I was like, I just need to meditate five minutes a day. I need five minutes of quiet. Mm-hmm. I had a preschooler and a second grader and three jobs. I mean, this really came from burnout. I can do it all and I cannot do it all. And energy, yes, when we're working with source, it's flowing. But when we're doing too much, it feels pretty limited and depleting. I couldn't find five minutes a day. So similar to your students of like, when do I do it? Okay, anchor your practice somewhere. Anchor. Mm -hmm. And this is almost like this anchor. Here's one from a previous cycle where we have to get rid of the perfectionism of I don't do it every day, then I have failed. Like once start with once a lunar cycle and then build up, ooh, twice a lunar cycle. The cycle invites us back in. So I'll show you. There's two, there's the next two pages are just a phase by phase, like a mini snapshot. Yeah. So for all of you listening on the page, it's showing a snapshot of when the moon phase is, which is really helpful. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's room for like maybe three little lines of text. Some people use this again for gratitude practice, for dream journal. You know, for me, it's like foundational, the supplements, am I getting enough sleep, the very foundations. And then what other practices am I working with? What are their intentions for people mm-hmm. who work with animal guides and sort of seeing signs, marking? I do that too. Like I'll go through a period of seeing skunks all the time. And I just yeah. am like, this is my, again, personalizing, this is my skunk moon cycle because apparently I need <laughs> yeah. to be repelling people more, attracting, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. Like, thank you, skunk, for showing up and reminding me. Then the final page in here is a just a space for reflect and release. Mm-hmm. It has a very faint, like seed of life graphic that you can just color in or just yeah. write as a journal, write straight over it. It really is, um, you know, whatever modality you like to work in, color image yeah. symbol, written word. It's the container. Absolutely. One of the quotes I love you said was that the cycle invites you back in. And I hope that everyone listening, really you're taking away here to celebrate your wins, celebrate when you do these things. And I love the color, it brings it to life, but go check out April's calendar. You can, we're going to link to it in the show notes, but you can go to the moon is my calendar.com and forward slash new hyphen products. So the moon is my calendar.com forward slash new hyphen products. If you use code Whitney 20, we'll put that in the show notes as well. You get 20% off and start planning your calendar. Really, it's your energy from your energy. Mm, Like what what are you planning? What are you bringing in? So thank you, April, so much for being here. And I know that everyone is going to really have some great nuggets of wisdom from this conversation. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Whitney. All right. That's been another episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. I will be back next week with a brand new episode. But until then, here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at messenger of spirit. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.